Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Let's appreciate God. Let's appreciate God in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Hallelujah. You may take your seats, those of you who are standing in Jesus' mighty name. When we trust him, you know, we don't need to understand. Uh, that is Mercy's song. Mercy's song, you can find it on Spotify. What's that song called? I'll trust you. Yeah, I'll trust you. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to get into the word of God, so get ready. Are you ready? Amen. We're going to be uh, tackling lots of scriptures, so I encourage you to write down some scriptures because it's good that you go back and uh, and uh, and uh, and chew the card and, uh, and read them for yourselves even more. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living Father, we give you the praise. As we assemble at your table this evening, we pray that King of Kings, you will glorify your name, O Father, Lord, glory by speaking to us. Father, I'm getting out of the way that you may come and speak, my Father. I decrease that you increase in Jesus' mighty name. Father, Lord of glory, we are tuning our ears, our spiritual ears to you, my Father, Lord, because your word says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. My Father, King of Kings, we are here to receive from you. Feed us until we cannot take any more. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, fatten our souls this evening in Jesus' mighty name. As your word comes, let there be healing, let there be deliverance, let there be King of Kings be elevation in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Let your revelatory power come, King of Kings, and reveal your word even more. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, and somebody shouts amen and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yet again, I want to make welcome those of you that are in the house. Thank you so much for coming. Nice to see you, Divine. Nice to see you, Sandra. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the Lord will bless you for being here. Thank you for those of you that are joining us online in this country and abroad. May the Lord richly bless you. Amen. Amen and amen. I expect an amen when I say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That amen, that word amen, unless you don't know what it means, you know, that, that, that word means so be it. Let, let the word of God come true in my life. You, it's like you are not, you are stamping and say, yes, let it happen. Amen. Aha, uh -huh, there you are. Again, you missed it. <laughs> Hallelujah. This evening, I'm, I'm speaking from a subject I've called tried and tested. Tried and tested. Talking about testations. Mm -hmm. Testations. Many, in many situations, like this song was saying, I think both of those songs were very relevant this evening. At times, there are things that we go through and we question. We question God as human beings. Why? There's a lot of whys. Hallelujah. Why? Why me? Why me? How long, Lord, do you even exist? You know, God allows his people to pass through certain experiences. The devil does not have authority over your life. He does not have authority over your life. And we know that how, because Job, I will talk about him a little bit later, Job, as he was minding his own business, worshiping the Lord, serving the Lord, there were conversations that were taking place without him being in a, in a conference. You understand? There are many conversations that happen in your life. Many spiritual conversations that happen when you're not there. There's a tug of the, the enemy says, you know what? He's like, Can you imagine? Why, why do you think uh, uh, Reuben loves you? That's what he said. He's, you know, as he was bargaining and talking about Job. Why do you think Job loves you? Isn't it because you protect him? Isn't it because you have blessed him? Isn't it because of this and that and that? Just touch it and you will see. Touch his life. Touch the things that you have given him and see his faith, whether he will stand. And this is what's happening. Everything that is happening to you, everything that, that you go through is for a purpose. 
there is nothing that God will ever allow to come up in your life unless it is for a purpose. Some of them are gruesome. Some of them say, Lord, what? Yes, he allows it. In his own infinite wisdom, I cannot explain it. If I stood here and explained God through and through, then he would not be God. He, 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 give, he, he shows us in part. That's what the Bible says. So, he allows things to happen. He, he allowed, can you imagine Job? Some of us, you know, I know I'm not trying to discount what you have, we've gone through. We've gone through a lot. Some of us here, and some of us listening online. A lot. I'm not sure that we have come to that point of Job. What Job went through. Because this is a man who had, you know, whose life was okay. He had children. He was very wealthy. But in just one single day, in a single day, everything's lost. He's hit in one day. And all the things that he, all his livelihood is lost. His, his posterity is lost. And on top of that, his body is touched as well. What a calamity. And yet all this we know that we, 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 now we've got the, 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 the knowledge because we read the scriptures. All this is happening because of a conversation. And God has said, go and touch the things that he has, but don't, don't touch his life. Don't take his life. So God allowed this. That's why, you know, we normally quote Romans chapter 8, verse 28, for all things, all things, the word of all means all, the good and the bad. They all happen for a purpose. And the purpose is bigger than you. The purpose is bigger than me. You understand? The purpose is bigger than me. In most cases, the things that we suffer are, point to our ministry. They point to our calling. They point to our calling because, because I do not have the I do not have the authority. You know, I do not have the authority to deal with some situations until I have gone through them. Do you understand? There is what they call knowledge. Knowledge. Um, I can have knowledge. Knowledge by reading something. But that ca you cannot equate that to experiential knowledge. What somebody has gone through, you cannot match that. Do you understand that? So God allows it. You go through thick and thin for a bigger purpose. A purpose that is bigger than you. Do you understand that? So God allows his people to pass through some certain circumstances. Why? So that he may see and prove them. To test their faith. Is their faith genuine? Is your faith genuine? Let me tell you, every word that you hear, even this evening, every word that you hear, in, from in, uh, word of God, not just words, every word of God that you hear will be tested. It will be tested. So we're talking about testations. How do we, how does a Christian come through testations? Do testations mean that I am I'm a sinner? Because <laughs> some people think, oh, he's going through thick and thin because he's done that. He's done. No, 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 no. Testations will come because of who God wants you to be. And on the other hand, we have got believers who doubt God and test him. <laughs> we test God, and that's not good. We test God. To see if his word is true or if he's true to his word. Scripture forbids that. How do we test God? When we question him, we question his authority. We question his plans. We question his very existence. Is he if God was alive, I wouldn't go through this. Has anybody ever said that to yourselves? If God loved me, I wouldn't go through this. If he was here, I wouldn't go. His, we question his presence. We put his word to test. Let me tell you. People may test God only as an expression of faith and obedience. You test not 
in doubting to see whether the word no 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 you test in expression of faith and obedience and we see this in malachi chapter 3 that's, that's where i know I, I see most of these of, uh, one of the the greatest words um, about testing of the lord that he speaks he says in bring the full tithe into the house of the lord the full tithe that there may be found food in my house he says and thereby put me to the test says the lord of hosts this is when he says put me to the test if you will not see if I will not open the windows of heaven for you and pour down for you a blessing until there's no more room there's no there's no more room people must not test god as an expression of doubt or disobedience that is a sin and that causes or leads to unfulfilled promises the children of israel did so the children of israel tested god <laughs> Exodus chapter 30, uh, 17, verse 1. The Bible says that they came to a place, this place where they did not have water. Hallelujah. The Bible says, Exodus 17, verse 1. Write that down. So all the congregation, all the congregation of the people of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages. And according to the commandment of the Lord, they camped at Raphidim. But there was no water. But there was no water for the people to drink. God, why are you leading people to a place where there's no water to drink? <laughs> Just because there is shortage does not mean God has not led you there. Or God is not around. Because he is able to provide even when you think he can't. Through things, as a matter of fact, he will, he will provide through things that you did not even expect. Because for us, as human beings, we know that water, for water to happen, there must be a river. There must be a stream. But that's not God. God can get water out of anything. Do you understand that? Then the Bible says in verse 2, Therefore the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water to drink. Give us water to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Question number two, he says, why do you test the Lord? Why do you test the Lord? So the moment we grumble, the moment we begin to, to quarrel and say, Lord, why am I through this? We are testing him. Then he says in verse 7, the same chapter, Exodus 17, verse 7. And he says, and he called the name of the place Massa and Meribah. Why? Because of the quarreling of the people of Israel. And because they tested the Lord by saying, is the Lord among us or not? That was the question. And that's the question on many lips this evening, on many hearts this evening. You may not articulate it, but it's in your heart. Is the Lord with me? If he's with me, why am I going through this? If he's me, wh wh with me, why, have, why haven't I gotten to that level? If this, that was happening with the children of Israel, remember these have been in the world, in, uh, in captivity for four centuries. For centuries, and he delivers them out of that captivity with signs and wonders that we have, we, that's most of us will never see in our lifetime. I don't know how many of you have experienced the parting of a sea. You have, if, if you have seen it, I just want to see your hand so I can ask you where you saw that. The parting of a sea. I'm not talking, not even the terms. Not even that, that stream down, down, down the valley where you were born in, in Africa, you know. The parting of the Red Sea, they saw it with their very own eyes. Do you understand that? But just a few days into the wilderness, they come into a place, to a place where there is no water. And they are questioning, is God really among us? Come on, guys. <laughs> God, what? Are you suffering from amnesia? I'm asking, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to these guys, these, uh, these uh, children of Israel. They could, I mean, he has just separated the Red Sea for you. You have seen it with your own eyes. What else, what, what other proof do you want from him? They say, is the Lord among us or not? They questioned the presence of God among them. And this is what happens. Most of us question the presence of God amongst us. 
You question the presence of God in that marriage. You question the presence of God in your children. You question the presence of God in their career. You question the presence of God. Let me tell you, the presence of God, the Bible says his ways are perfect. His word is tried and tested. He is the omniscient God. He is there. That's why he told, he told Isaiah, says, even though you go through the fires, I will be there. I will be there. In the fires, he is there. You should not doubt him, child of God. In those the stations he is there. He says in the river I am there. I will be there. They will not overwhelm you. You will not be burnt because I am there. That one should be a settled thing amongst us Christians. So that whenever you are going through the stations you are not, you are not bothered by the stations. You keep on looking to Jesus. The Bible says, let us look unto who? Unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus, Hebrews chapter 12. Looking unto Jesus. What did he do? He overlooked the cross. He overlooked the, th the, the things, the, the trials, the testations that were around him. And he kept his eyes on the crown, on the prize. Keep your eyes on the prize, my friend. All these testations, if you... The testations will come. As long as you are living, they will come. Jesus Christ did not promise a, 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 a life, you know, devoid of testations. He says, in the world, you will have tribulation. Tribulation will come. Now, I'm not like these preachers who will tell you every, come to the, everything is going to be fine. Every, no, 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 no. That's not the true, the, the true gospel. The true gospel is that we will have testations. As long as you are breathing. There are months that will be good. There are months that will not be so good. That's the truth. That's how life is. Isn't that so? Yes. Whether you are Christian or not. Whether you are tongue-speaking, tongue, whether you are devotee. Not even right now. We were in winter yesterday, the other day. Right? Are we still in winter? No. The, the, the season has changed. So these things will happen. But when they happen, how do you act? I'm not talking about reacting. How do you act? Do you understand? Again, they are faced with uh, the problem of food. The children of Israel... In Exodus chapter 16, verse 1 to 3, the Bible says, They set, from he, uh, they set out from Elim, El Elim, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. On the 15th day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt, on the 15th day of the second month, this is just in the second month, that, that that miracle of the Red Sea should still be fresh in their minds. But you see how we are wired, human beings, we tend to forget. When we are faced with the problem, we for, everything that God has done for you just goes out of the window. And you see you are questioning him. And the whole congregation, the Bible says, of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Israel said to him, would that we have would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread of bread to the full for you have brought us out of into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with with hunger <laughs> they're saying I wish we wish we could have stayed you should have left us alone in Egypt at least there we had some pots of meat and we would eat some bread but <laughs> Child of God, you you are eating bread, the bread of taskmasters after being, you know, used like um, like donkeys. Just because they have hit a patch, a rough patch, on their path to the promised land, they begin to doubt God. They begin, they begin to test God just because of the stations. Psalm 78, verse 18, write that down. He says, they tested God in their heart by demanding the food they craved. They tested God. Whenever we begin to demand things that are not there and begin to compare, you know, at least, at least I, I, maybe, maybe, maybe I should have done. These things of salvation, they, they're not working. You are testing God from your heart. 
the same chapter, the same Psalm, Psalm 70, 78, verse 56, it says, Yet they tested and rebelled against the Most High God and did not keep his testimonies. They rebelled. What were they doing? They were doubting God's word. Never doubt God's word, child of God. In Psalm 18, the Bible says his word is what? Is tried and tested. When it comes to the promises of God, his, he, to the word of God, this one he says he has exalted even above his name. Hallelujah. So my friend, do not doubt the word of God. Do not put the Lord to test. I think Jesus Christ also quoted this in Matthew chapter 4 as he's being tempted by the enemy, by the devil. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, Verse 5, the devil took him to the, to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple. You see that? The devil is leading Jesus our Lord in the, in the desert and taking him to the, to the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, <laughs> for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And on, 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 on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. What, what scripture is he quoting here? The devil is quoting Psalm what? Psalm 91. He's testing God. Jesus Christ looks at him and says, you know what? It is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to test. You shall not test the potency of God's word as an expression of doubt, as an expression of doubt, that is a result of a hardened heart. A hardened heart cannot believe. A hardened heart cannot believe. To believe, you've got to have a soft heart. To believe that God is, is, is with you, even in the testation, it takes a soft heart. And God warns against Hardened hearts. The children of Israel, he described them as people of, of, hardened, of hard hearts. And because of that, it resulted into the entire nation never entering into the promised land. An entire generation except for two men. Can you believe that? The, the generation that leaves Egypt, only two men enter into the promised land. Because they dared to believe. They did not test God. <laughs> Psalm 78, verse 41, we, say, we read that they were testing God, but these guys did not test God. These two guys, who are those? Caleb and Joshua. So God commands against testing him. Against testing him. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 15 to 16, remember we are doing Bible study. On Fridays, the Bible study is not preaching. So it's, we are studying the Bible, we are studying the word. So that we may be strong in our testations. The testations will come. Have we established that? The testations will come? They will come. They will come. That's why most of us say, ah, you know, I thought I th some of us don't, don't even have breathers. We don't even have a gap to breathe. <laughs> That's how incessant these, these, these testations come. As you, you know, we have got a man in the Bible. Um, our forefather, prophet Elijah. Elijah has just had a serious encounter with the Lord at Mount Carmel. We know that. Where he, he is in, in a contest with 850 prophets of, you know, both of, 400 of them were from uh, of Baal and 450 were from of Asherah. God has come down in fight by fire. He has shown himself strong. And the Bible says that he slaughtered all those prophets. He has had a serious victory. <laughs> but while he's still celebrating, he receives a phone call. I thought whether it was a text, a text, I don't know. In these days it would be a, in your days it would be a text. When he was still celebrating, a text, one text, one text like this, one phone call like this, one email can disorganize you forever. You are still celebrating. How many of you have, have gone through this? You are still celebrating a victory and something, boom, on our phone. Boom, 
email. Boom. A call. Hey. A call from home. A strange call from home. Comes and says, oh my God. It deflates your faith. Puts you in a corner and you begin to say, God. <laughs> what is this? This is a man. This is a man. This is a... Elijah asking himself, God. Are you the same God who was with me on the mountain? <laughs> he receives a message from who? From who? Bible scholars from who? From this woman called Jezebel. Says, by this time tomorrow at noon, hey, what you did on the mountain, those guys, I will do to you. <laughs> and the man, Elijah, says, I am finished. Can you imagine? He has seen fire. How many of you have seen fire coming from heaven? I, I just want to, to come and, 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 and congratulate you. You've seen the fire come and this and <laughs> consume sacrifices and consume stones and whew, that kind of fire. He has just seen that. But then he gets, he gets a message from this woman, a woman called Jezebel and he says, I am finished. And he runs and the Bible says he came to this tree and said, you know what, Lord, take me. I'm done. <laughs> you think you're the first person who, want, who wants to get out, who, who wants to get out of this game. Even Elijah, the man of God, says, Lord, you know what, enough, just take me. <laughs> I, I can't do this anymore. You know, God, this is me and you, I, we are done. The stations. He was done, finished, and he, and he actually, you know, put his head down and slept. I think to him, he was thinking that, you know what, may I never wake up. <laughs> but God was not finished with him. Can I announce to you that God is not finished with you? Hallelujah. God is not finished with you. Razoku Rabandi. He was not finished with Elijah. And he's not finished with you, child of God. He sent angelic ministration. He sent the word and fed him and said, eat and drink. For there's a lot, there's a lot to do. You still have a lot to do, my friend. The journey is still too long. This gestation is not the end of your journey. Your journey does not end like that. No, the story doesn't end like that. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 15 to 16. For the Lord your God, for the Lord your God, in your midst is a jealous God. Where is he? Where is the Lord your God? In your midst. Is he here? He is here. In, the, in that fire, he is there. We know it. Scripturally, we know it. The three Hebrew boys are thrown into the fire. And the king looks and said, how many did we throw into the fire? They said, king, are you, are you crazy? You mean you, you, you can't even arithmetic three people? You can't, you can't count? He says, yeah, I know we put in three, but when I look into the fire, I see a fourth, a fourth one. There is another in the fire. Uh-huh. Standing next to me. <laughs> hmm? There is another in the fire. And there is another one. And the one I see mm, is different from them. He looks like son of God. There is something about this man. And the Bible says, in fact, the children of these young men were pulled out of the fire. And it was like they never fell into the fire. You are coming out, child of God. You are coming out in the name of Jesus. That fire is not quench, is, is not killing you. Mande Rebrozika. You are coming out. Somebody say, I'm coming out. Now say it like you believe I'm coming out. Yes, you are coming out. You are coming out. You are coming out. You are not going to die in that in that tunnel. No, 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 no. Mande Rebrozika la bandi. You are coming out. I am coming out. Say, say it, I am coming out. Say it, I am coming out. I am coming out. Yeah. He says, for the Lord your God is in your midst, and he's a jealous God. So lest the anger of the Lord your God be kindled against you, and he destroy you from, 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 from the face of the earth. He says in verse 16, you shall not put the Lord your God to test, as you tested him at Massa. 
He says, if you test him, you will be wiped off, and, uh, wiped, wiped off the face of the earth. And indeed, they were wiped off the face of the earth. So in Psalm 95, verse 8, the Bible says, the psalmist says, do not hurten your hearts. You, us who are here, do not harden our, harden our hearts as at Meribah, as those guys in the Old Testament did at Meribah, as on the day at Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof that they, though they had seen my work. Did you, see, did you hear that? They put him to what? To the test. That's Psalm 95, verse 8 to 11. They put him to the test. They put him to the proof. Yet they had seen his work. How many of us have not seen the work of God? Surely, in this place, I want to see you. Or you online, put up your hand whatever, in whatever form. You have not seen God. If you have not seen God, let me see you. If you have not seen at least his work in your life. Is there no testimony in your life, child of God? Hasn't he done something in your life? That God who has done that something in your life is the same God who is with you. He's in your midst, he's in your heart, he's with you in the fire, in the rivers, in the waters. You will not be overwhelmed. He is with you. He says, they put me to the test to prove myself. He said, Lord, prove. And that's how we pray. Lord, prove yourself. Lord, you, he doesn't have to prove himself to you. No. And he says, in verse 10, because of that, for 40 years, I loathed that generation. God hates a generation or a people that put him to test that doubt his potency. They are a people who go astray in their hearts, he says, and they have not known my ways. And in verse 11 it says, Therefore, I swore in my wrath that they shall not enter into my rest. He had a prepared rest for them, but because they could not believe in him, because they doubted his word, because they doubted his power, because they doubted his presence among them, he swore that they would not enter into, the, into his rest. There is rest. There's a place called rest, child of God. That's why Jesus Christ says, come to me, all you who are what? Who are heavy laden and tired and weary, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. He says, come and exchange my yoke for yours, and I will give you rest. But you know what happens is we come, yes, we give, we give him part of whatever we give him, whatever we are carrying, yes. And yet, and as we are going out of the door, we begin to doubt. And guess what? We go back and take it. We go back and take it. <laughs> we doubt that he, there are some things we say, God can do, but this one, God, God cannot do this one. Let God do the testing, not you. Did you hear that? Let him do the what? The testing. After he has done the testing, after you have passed the testing, you will receive a crown, the crown of life. You will receive the crown of life. Now, God can test us collectively, like he did with the children of Israel, and he can also test us individually. The tests that you are do not be do not be confused by my demeanor here, or the, because I'm on this side of the microphone, and think that I don't have testations. I have testations. Do you understand that everybody has them, because our journeys are different. Where do I get the strength to come and preach? And the minister, and keep on keeping on, even when I have got the stations. Where? It is in him. It's because I trust in him. I trust in him. I do not preach just because my, my, my account is bouncing with millions. No. <laughs> it may be in empty, in red. But I know that I, as long as I am still breathing, Hey, I have that faith. I have that. It, I know that God will come through for me. He will make a way for me as long as I am still what? Alive. Do you hear that? All he wants to see is the genuineness, genuineness of my faith. 
we like, can I can I serve him even when I am broke? <laughs> can I serve him even when I am sick? Can I serve him even when my son or my child or my daughter is whatever is going wayward? Can you still serve him when things are topsy-turvy? When things are going awry, can you still serve Job, can you still trust God when your children are gone? Can you trust God when all your investments are gone? And these things that we hold on to, they are just nothing. Look at the bombardment that's happening in, in I think it was Apostle Jesus who was bringing that comparison in, uh, in the morning. We, we commiserate with the people that are dying in um, with the families that have lost loved ones in, in in Ukraine and we pray for that country that God may you know stop that war in the name of Jesus but look at look at the bombardments of those the buildings that somebody some people's dreams have been shattered shattered do you understand in how many weeks how many how many weeks are we into into this battle about that three weeks their dreams have been shattered completely Buildings have been, you know, raised to the floor. So you see, if you are standing, if if your if your life or your or your your sanity is predicated upon the things that can disappear today, then that's what Jesus Christ said that you are built. It's like a house that you are like a house that's built on sand. We cannot build on sand. We build on His Word. So God tests individuals. We see him testing Abraham in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 2. When he tests him and says, you know what? Go and give me your son. After these things, the Bible says God tested Abraham. Uh, Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 2. After these things, God did what? Tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Verse 2. He said, take your son, your only son, Isaac. Your only son, Isaac. I have two. I have three sons, but I don't. Hey, <laughs> I don't know which. Which even if you come to me and say give you one of you, I don't know which one I will give you. But he says, your only son, go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I shall tell you, my child. This one, I, I have been looking. I have been longing for this one. I have believed for this one for a hundred years. If God asks you to touch that investment, that house, whatever it is that you have been, you have, <laughs> you have worked over the years <laughs> for, and says, go and offer it. How many of us would do that today? You would start binding the devil. Devil, I bind you. How can I believe for Isaac? You reason with me. How can I believe for this son? And you give him to me, and then you ask me to go and do what? And offer him as a band, as a band, is, is he, uh, but I have, Lord, I have got many sheep. Some of us would start negotiate. I have got many camels here. Why not ask for a camel? Why ask for Isaac? I have waited for a long time. You know how I, are you crazy? This is not God. I bind you. But the man, no, the man, he hearkened to the voice of God. And he passed that, that test. Today, I'm not so sure that most of us would pass that test. How many agree with me? And you're not shy to, to, to <laughs> you know? God tests individuals. He tested Gideon. Gideon is at this battlefront. Hmm? Judges chapter 7, verse 4 to 7. He's testing this man. This man has assembled how many, uh, 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 an army of how many, how many, how many thousands were there? 30,000. Who would not want 30,000? <laughs> A church of 30,000 men. Hey! An army of... <laughs> because for us, it's, not, it's about numbers, isn't it? It's about numbers. And the Lord said to Gideon in verse 4, Young man, the people are too many. <laughs> what? They are too many. I, is, is this God speaking? This cannot be God. But the young man listens. He says, there are too many. Take them down to the water and I, I will test them for you. I will do what? 
test them for you. Tried and tested. God wants to use a people that are tried and tested. Hallelujah. Tried and tested. He said, I will test them for you there. And anyone of, of whom I say to you, this one shall go up with you, shall go up with you. And anyone of whom I say to you, they will, this, uh, yeah, shall go up with you. So in verse 5, so, so he brought the people down to the water. In verse 5, and the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps the water with his tongue, as a dog laps, you shall set him beside, you shall set by, um, by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down to drink, and the number of those who lapped, putting their hands to their mouth, were how many? 300 men. But the rest of the people knelt down to drink. And the Lord said to Gideon, with 300 men who lapped, I will save you and give the Midianers into your hand and let the others go home. Mathematician, here you are. 30,000 from 30,000 to 300. Uh-huh. Sorry? There you are. 27,000 went, went back home. What kind of arithmetic is that? If you do not trust God, do you think you will, you will still continue on that, on that battlefront? You will doubt him, say, no, this is, imp this is impossible. I heard I had built up an army. These guys were following me. So you are saying with only three, yeah, 300. He tested him. We, had, we have already talked about Job. And this is why Job says in verse 20, in Job chapter 23, verse 10, he says, Job chapter 23, verse 10, Job 23, 10, he says, but he knows the way I take. God knows. He says, God knows the way that I take. He knows me. You see, all this conversation began what happened to Job began as God was posting about Job. He says, that man, I trust him. There's nothing that can, that, that can take me out, that can kill his faith. Can he, is God able to say that about you? Can God boast about you before the enemy? <laughs> and even Job knew that God knew him. He said, he knows me. He knows me. He knows the way that I take. When he has done what? When he has tested me, when he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. Hallelujah. What a man. <laughs> he knew that impurities will die in the fire, but not him. He will come through. Are you able to say that? Am I able to say that as a child of God today? That is what we need in our hearts. We need to say, Lord, I know. Even after you've tested me, I'm, I'm coming out as gold. I'm coming out as gold. We sing this song, Refiner's Fire. Malachi chapter 3, verse 3. It says, he will set as a refiner. Malachi 3, 3. He will set as a refiner and a purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. And they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord. Do you know what the Lord is doing as, he's go as you're going through those gestations? He wants to see gold come out of you. He wants the gold out of you. He wants the silver out of you. You see, when men look at you, they see all, oh, they see nothing. But when God looks at you, he sees beyond the all, oh, the all. Oh, he sees beyond the, 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 uh, the, 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 the imperfections. All these things that are going about around us are looking for the character in you. They are looking for the God character in you, that image of his in you. The image that the enemy come, came and, and, you know, and, 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 and confused with other, with other elements. So there has got to be a, dist a distilling. So that all the other impurities go. And what comes out on the other side is gold. Somebody say, I am coming out. I am coming out as gold. Do you believe that? Testation by fire. Gold is tested by fire. There are many ladies here. If you took ladies into a shop, one that sells gold ornaments or gold, whatever jewelry, and another one that sells, I don't know what it is, silver stuff, 
they will not look at the silver, they will all go for the gold. It's glittering. It's attracting. But you have no idea where this gold has been. <laughs> How many of us love to, to associate ourselves with things that are, are good? I want to say, but you have no idea where they have been. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 to 15. We are about to finish. He says, this is Paul, uh, Paul writing the church at Corinth. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 to 15. It says, now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, straw. It says in verse 13, each one's work will become manifest. Each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it. Why? Because it will all be what? Revealed by fire. By fire. So that, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. So what we are doing, the who, who you are, is going to be tested by fire. If the, verse 14, if the work that anyone has built on the foundation survives, he will receive a reward. He will receive a reward. But if anyone's work is burnt up, he will suffer loss, though he himself will be saved, but only as through fire. Through fire. It is through fire that we are purified. So listen, in these destinations, whatever we are going through, there's something that God is building. He's building a house. He's building a house. He's building a house. Like this, you've just seen in First Corinthians. He's building a house, First Corinthians 3. He's building a house. But this house in you that he's building, he wants to build a stable house. He wants to build a durable house. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. He says, in verse 1, Therefore, holy brothers, you who share in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. Verse 2, who was faithful to him who appointed him. He was faithful to him who, was, who appointed him. He was full of faith, the one who appointed him. Do you hear that? Just as Moses was also faithful in, God's, in all God's house. Verse 3, for Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. As much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. Verse 4. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that would be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we as his house, you and I as his house, if we indeed hold fast our confidence, and our boasting in hope, that is faith. If we hold what? Fast our confidence, irrespective of the destinations. If we hold fast our confidence and our boasting in him. It says, therefore, verse 7, as the Holy Spirit says, if today you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness, where the fathers put me to test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their hearts. They have not known my ways. In verse 11, as I swore in my wrath, they will, shall not enter my rest. Then he says, he comes back to us in, in verse 12. He says, then you and I, take care, brothers. Take care, brothers. Lest there be in any of you an evil and believing heart leading you to fall away from the living God. Did you hear that? An evil and believing heart. When you don't believe in God, that's sin. It's, it's, it's evil. It's evil. It says, but exhort one another every day, for as long as it's called today, that none of us is hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Did you hear that? The evil spirit of unbelief cannot be amongst us. That's why we need to count the tests as joy. 
<laughs> James chapter 1 verse 2 to 3 says, count it all joy, not some. All. Somebody say all. Yeah, everything that you're passing through. Count it all joy. <laughs> count it all joy. When you meet manifold, when you meet manifold trials, when you meet trials of various kinds, some, some versions will say. Why? For his, he says, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Did you hear that? Your, test will, your faith will be tested. First Peter chapter 6, verse to 7. Rather, First Peter, verse 6 to 7. First Peter 6 to 7. Remember, we're in Bible study. We are not, you know. <laughs> it says, in this you rejoice. In this you rejoice. So stop crying. Stop weeping. Stop whining as you're going through the stations. Somebody say amen. Say, say amen. Say I will, I will count it joy. Uh, hey. <laughs> I will count it joy. In this you rejoice. Though now for a little while, if necessary, you need to write that scripture down. First Peter 1, verse 6 to 7. In this rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. If necessary. There's no trial that comes to you just like that. It is a necessary one. It says, if necessary, so that the, so that the tested genuineness of your faith... Hmm, more precious than gold that perishes through, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in a praise and a glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Did you hear that? If necessary for a little while. It's for a little while. Somebody said, it's for a little while. It's for a little while. Now, your little while, a little while depends. A little while is relative. It, for some of us, it's three months, others, it's six. But it's a little while. This, it will end. This phase will end, and you will celebrate. As you are celebrating, another one will come. It will also end. <laughs> but as they come, you rejoice in them because you know that you know, you are, the genuineness of your faith is being tested. And out of it will come praise and glory and honor. That is why, my friend, as we finish, you must remain resolute in your faith under pressure. Under pressure. Did you hear that, child of God? Remain what? Resolute. Remain strong. Remain unshakable. Mercy's song that she sang last, as she said, I will not be what? I will not be shaken. I will not be shaken. We're talking about unshakable faith here. I will not be shaken. You need to, 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 to be this kind of Christian who says, bring it on, devil. Nothing will, will shake me. Nothing will shake me. No phone call will shake me. No email will shake me. No words that people are speaking. Because words, people, words will, people will speak about you. They will speak about me. You think I don't know that you speak about me. <laughs> I know. But that does not change me. Because your, your words about me do not dictate my path. Your words, people's words about you are inconsequential. What matters is what is God saying about you. What, God, what does God say about me? That's what I want to hear. People's op public opinion. Enemy number one of many people is public opinion. What will they say? What are they saying? What are they saying about me? How many likes do I have on Facebook? How many likes do I have on Instagram? Da, 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 da. All that public opinion. That's public. What you need is God. Somebody say amen. We need to remain resolute in the face of adversity. You need to up your adversity conscience. Conscient rather. Your adversity conscience has got to be up there. <laughs> That's why James says, you know, James chapter 1, verse 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast, who remains steadfast under trial. Write that scripture down. James chapter 1, verse 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised those who love him. 
Somebody say after me, I am blessed. Say it like you mean it. I am blessed. Because I remain steadfast under trial. And when I have stood the test, Satan, when I have stood the test, I will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Did you hear that? So whenever you come through a testation, whenever you, 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 a mountain comes before your face, quote James chapter 1, verse 2, says, Lord, I am blessed because I remain steadfast. I remain, I am immovable. I am unshakable. My faith is unshakable. It says, I am going to withstand this storm until I am through, until I receive the crown of life which God has stored up for those who love him. You hear that? <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 9 to 13. We are finishing. <laughs> First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 9 to 13. Write that down. You need it. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 9 to 13. Rabrozika. He says we must not put Christ to the test. This is Paul writing to the Corinthians as he writes to us. We, we must not put Christ what? To the test. As some of them did. Who? He's referring to the children of Israel. Who, who did and were destroyed by serpents. Do not put what? Christ to the test. And it says in verse 10, no grumble. Do not grumble. As some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. He says in verse 11, now these things happened to them as an example. But they were written down for our, our instruction they were an example, and these things were written down for us as an instruction on whom, on, whom, on whom the end of the ages has come. Verse 12, therefore, verse 12, therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Verse 13, very important. No temptation, hmm? no testation. <laughs> No testation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Some of us think that the things we're going through are peculiar to us alone. Paul is saying somewhere in the world there is somebody going through the same thing. And guess what this person has come through? There's somebody who's going through it. There's somebody who has went through it and they, has come, they have come through on the other side. If they came through on the other side, you too will come through on the other side in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. No temptation, verse 13, has overtaken you that is not common to man. Why? He continues to say, because God is faithful. Your God is faithful. And he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. He first measures it. <laughs> There's not a station that comes your way before it has been measured by him. Somebody say it is measured. God has measured it, and he knows that I have the capacity to overcome it. Did you hear that? It has been measured. <laughs> Nothing, he will not test you. That's why the testations that I'm, I'm going through are not the same the ones that you're going through here. Because we are different here. The things that you are going through, somebody they will kill somebody. They will kill another. If they are not here. But God makes sure that he tests them. He measures them. You will not be tempted beyond your ability. You won't be tempted beyond your ability. You won't be tempted beyond your ability. But with the same temptation, he says, he will pro also provide a way of escape so that you may endure it. There is a way out, child of God. There is a way out. Somebody said there is a way out. Did you hear that? So that you may what? Endure it. That's what he says. So that you may endure it. As you endure it, you are being tested. You are being tried. So that you can come out as the vessel that God wants to use. Every eye closed. Mande broshi karabrasandalava. 
those of you at home, close those eyes. And I just want you to look at the things that you are going through. Look at those mountains that are facing you in the uh, that are facing you right now, that are staring you in the face, seemingly tall, seemingly insurmountable. Remember that God has already measured them. <laughs> he knows that you have the ability. The ability to overcome them is in you. Do not give up. Do not give in. Do not let go. Do not let down your God. Don't let them dent your faith. The God who saw you through yesterday is the same God who's going to see you through even this one. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. You're going to be tried and you're going to be tested. But you're coming out as gold in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. These, those are your testimonies. Those are your stepping stones to another level. To another level. To higher heights in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, I pray over your children, Lord, this I pray in the name above every other name that you make them king of kings conquerors. That heavenly father, Lord, you mandate, you endure them with power from on high, my father, Lord, king of kings, oh father, Lord, that they may king of kings overcome every test and every temptation that is staring them in the face. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, just like Job said, they are being tested, but they will come and they are coming out as gold. They are coming out in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Yes, you are coming out. Rabroziga begin to say I'm coming out begin to say I'm coming out in the name above every other name begin to confess with your very mouth in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God speaking those mountains, say you mountain I am coming through you sickness, I am coming through, you marital problem, I am coming through, you relationship problem I am coming out in the name above every other name, you financial situation I am coming out, you debts, I am coming out I am coming out, I'm not dying in this heat, I'm not dying in this fire, I'm not dying in this river I am coming out, my children are coming out. My spouse is coming out. My business is coming out. My studies are coming out. In the name of Jesus Christ, my ministry is coming out. In the name of Jesus Christ, my business is coming out. Because God knows that I have the ability to overcome them. In Jesus' mighty name, it's not going to be by power, but it's going to be by his spirit. In the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. Oh, you mountain, oh, you Zerubba mountain. Who are you over Zerubbabel? Monday you shall be made law. You shall be made law in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. You shall be I will trample over you. I will climb over you to the next level in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Bend law, man, bend law to me in Jesus' mighty name. You will yield to me in the name above every other name. Then this land will yield to you in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. The very place where they said no, it will yield to you in Jesus' mighty name. Those doors will yield to you in the name above every other name. Those sicknesses you will lead to you in the name above every other name. No testation, no testation is getting you out. Is taking you out in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. No testation is taking you out in. Jesus Jesus' mighty name, you are not going out that way. No, 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 no. You are more than a conqueror. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody say, I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. What shall we say to these things? Paul asks. That's why he is confident. He says, I know. I am fully persuaded. Razukar, I, I, am, I am fully persuaded that God is with me. I am fully persuaded that I am a conqueror. I more Nothing can hinder, nothing can dent my faith. I have got the full persuasion. In my Noah, I know it, that I am coming through. I am coming through this financial crisis. I am coming through this relationship crisis. I am coming out whole. I am coming out sane. I am coming out better. I am coming out not bitter. I am not coming out bitter. I am coming out better. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I am coming out more polished than ever. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I am coming out more superior than ever. In the name of Jesus Christ, I am coming out more beautiful. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, yes, yes, yes. When the dust has settled, I will be on top of this situation. I will be on top of this situation. I am having the last laugh in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. 
When I thought it was over, God arose. You arose, my Father Lord. You arose, my Father Lord. The other day you arose. Even in this situation, you are arising. Yeah, Razuka, because you have the last say, Lord. And because of that, I'm going to have the last laugh. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer. I am an overcomer because you overcame the cross, Lord. Therefore, in the name of Jesus, embolden these ones. Embold them. Embold them. Give them a thickness of faith that nothing shall touch them. Nothing shall snatch them out of your hands. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Give him a clap offering. <laughs> Hallelujah. Be emboldened, child of God. The ability is in you. It's embedded in you to overcome this. You can. Yes, you can. And yes, you will. We are overcomers. We are not victims. No. No. Father, we give you the praise. It's somebody that you, have, you had given up. Somebody who had given up. If you're in this place and you had given up, just, don't, just stand up on your, on, 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 on your feet and receive an infusion of power. An infusion of power. Lift up your hands and refuse, receive an infusion of power. Rasukar, you receive gusto today. You receive, you receive an infillment today in the name of Jesus Christ to go back and face that situation. Face it and say, you are, you are get, I'm not giving way. It's you that is getting out of my way in the name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living one. You're not going to be like a river that meanders. No, 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 no. You're not going to meander around the obstacle. The obstacle must go. The mountain must go. The mountain must get out of your pathway in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Let Marasuka speak to that mountain. It says, If you shall say to this mountain and shall not doubt in your heart, you say, Get out of my way and get, be planted into the sea, it shall go. He said, It shall be removed. If you shall not doubt in your heart, he says, You shall have whatever you say in Jesus' mighty name. Let it go. It's not you, it has got to get out of your pathway. Because you see, child of God, you must get that crown of life. Father, we give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Because we know it's not by power, it's by your spirit that is in us. The spirit of God that is in you. The spirit of God that is in you. It's through which you are overcoming. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon. And I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk And don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at Shiloh LDN. Once again, that's at Shiloh LDN. You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time,